0: Philippians chapter 1, verses 18b-30 through 30. Yes, and I will rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ this will turn out for my deliverance, as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage now as always Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. for your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel
1: Our third day in Philippians, once again with the great Jordan Coughlin. Um, and a, a very, you know, kind of milestone passage today yep. to live is Christ and to die is gain. And then um, another, uh, you know, kind of maybe one tier down on the popularity list to so this idea of let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Mm. Um, So we got some sluggers in in this passage. Um, And, you know, before we jump right into this, you know, suffering is still a big theme. Mm -hmm. And I think one like little piece of context that's helpful for understanding exactly why suffering is such a theme. um, I read this in a commentary while getting ready. And I, I thought that this is a very helpful framework to understand, you know, Philippi was... A Roman colony Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, I won't go into all the history of it, but it was this little, like, isolated Roman colony. And anyone who was of Philippi, a citizen of, uh, you know, that area, was a Roman citizen, which is like a big, big, big deal Mm -hmm. in this day. And You know, one of the things that comes with Roman citizenship is this spiritual portfolio of deities, (laughs) of religious practices, of temples and whatnot, um, to which Philippi would have, you know, been a major um, home to that kind of spiritual idea. So to be a Roman citizen um, and to follow Jesus was like oil and water Mm. um, at this time. And it was kind of viewed at like in this subversive uh, insurrectionist kind of way you know these people are they're leaving behind the spiritual the religious traditions of rome you know the greatest entity and kingdom on earth yeah and they're embracing this new strange jesus the way thing yeah um and so there was like really harsh opposition. That's what Paul is suffering under. And now that's what these believers in Philippi are facing. And Paul's trying to encourage them in that. So Jordan, what are your thoughts on, on what Paul is saying about suffering, about death, about resilience in this passage?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, again, I mean, I just want to highlight the themes just so we, we see them, um, these tensions, right? So he's, he's saying, Hey, I'm happy. I will, I will rejoice and I want you guys to rejoice. Uh, and you're going (laughs) to (laughs) suffer and he's in prison. And it's, and so there's just these realities. Now, what gives him, what, what is the reason for his rejoicing is that he knows that Christ is going to be honored, Mm. right? Like we, we know that there's a certain end to this world. He knows that there's a certain end to this world and he sees it happening even as he's in prison. Why? Because he sees the gospel moving forward. Mm Mm-hmm um, and and that should serve. I mean, his, his appeal is like this: this resolute hope, this resilience that we have, should lead us to continue to strive, right? Like to continue to to work. Um, like you said, I think it was yesterday. Like our our behavior actually matters, right? Like it, it there's there shouldn't be an indifference to living life to honor mm. the Lord. Mm-hmm. no you should you should redouble your efforts to to honor the lord with your life mm-hmm. um and that's what you say i mean i i love this idea of the the oneness and the unity that we're called to strive for and this is obviously not the only place that he says this uh, and not the only book but um in verse uh, 27 only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of christ so that whether i come or see you or or absent I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. Gosh, what Mm -hmm. a beautiful picture of the church, Mm -hmm. and what the church should be. Yeah, that you know where, and and I think this—if I could give a quick word on why unity in the church is so important, and working towards unity, and 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 running towards tension is because we do believe that the, the the world and the devil are conspiring to divide and destroy and so part of living life to honor god is this partnership this i have more in common with you yeah and i'm going to work towards this unity mm-hmm. in the gospel mm-hmm. than any differences that may divide us without jesus mm-hmm. right and so the, the we're, we're struggling side by side. I mean what what a beautiful picture. I do I do a lot of marriage counseling and I mean that, that's often a picture I give to people, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is we tend in conflict to view the other person as the problem where you're you're looking at your spouse saying, you are the problem, you are the enemy. you need to change mm-hmm. rather than putting the problem outside of you, which allows you to stand side by side mm-hmm. and to move forward together. Um, and so that's, just this beautiful picture of, we are, we are moving forward in a direction together. And, and that is the way that we're going to sustain and be courageous Mm -hmm. in the midst of this opposition around us.
1: Mm. Amen. You know, I think one of the absolute, just fundamental, uh, pieces of this passage is a desire to be with Christ yes amen that sounds obvious but um, you know I, I think I have spent a lot of my life as a Christian caring immensely about the immediate implications of the gospel or the immediate implications of knowing God yeah um, the immediate implications of like a gospel framed morality um, and not caring all too much about, the return of Christ or, you know, entering into his kingdom, his reign. Um, you know, I can just easily think back to, you know, Jen and I started dating in high school and when we'd been dating for like two years, but we were still 18 and I was like, Jesus, I want you to come back, but I want to get married first, (laughs) you know? And I think we all like experienced that at some point with something. It's like, let me get married first. Let me have kids first. Um. We we don't like long for, thirst for, yeah. ache for yeah. the day and the moment where we see and fully know our savior. Yeah, And it that really corners up nicely to this idea that we talk about um, on Sunday sometimes called moralistic therapeutic deism, mm-hmm. uh, which is this idea of, you know, it's the spirituality that has infected a lot of kind of evangelicalism for a while which is that you get like a moral framework, you know, a therapeutic sort of device and a a nice one-size-fits-all idea of God. And so the Bible is kind of nice. You know, there's some good verses to help you through life. Um, And you have a framework to generally understand your morals and whatnot. But that cannot support this passage in Philippians. Yeah. To to say that I'm hard pressed between the two, yeah, uh, because one means fruitful labor, and the other means to be with, to see, to fully know mm. our Savior, and I think this confronts those parts of my heart mm. uh, that are not, you know, pointed true north to the kingdom of God yeah. that are, you know, kind of still wanting to treasure and hold on to and cling to um, just lesser things, yeah. and so. Um, that, that's one of these things that this passage is is just, it confronts my, you know, a weak love for Mm -hmm. Christ, honestly, and and a weak desire uh, to enter his kingdom and kind of this, this broken understanding that maybe there's something here that I can't have in the presence of, um, my savior. So do you have any thoughts on that?
0: Well, and I think that that's where suffering can actually be so helpful Mm -hmm. because when you're suffering. Things become much clearer. Hmm. And I can imagine there's a sense in which Paul, who 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 bears the marks of beatings and has scars on his body from whippings, yeah. and has been shipwrecked and friends have lost left him and betrayed him. Yeah. And he's sitting and he's writing this. And in that moment, he's thinking, gosh. <laughs> to be with Christ. Yeah. would be an incredible thing. Yeah. right? Yeah. And and because I think it what it does is it loosens some of our grip on the the good things in this world, mm-hmm. right? Because suffering, it's things are not right in this world, mm-hmm. which is clarity because that's exactly right. Right? This world yeah. is groaning under the weight of sin. And sure there there are a lot of graces from the Lord. And, and there are a lot of like things that have been corrupted but not destroyed that image like what God created initially as good. Mm. But man, suffering, loss, it makes us long for heaven. Mm. So that, that I, I think that's one uh, kind providence of the Lord in suffering. is it is it does actually make things clear that to be with Christ, yes, that is that is a better thing. But second, and Paul's going to highlight this later on in Philippians. But to your point, being with Christ is the much better thing, mm. right? So if you find yourself and you are successful and you have all the money you could ever want and all the conveniences of life, um, Paul had everything and he says, I count it all as rubbish, mm-hmm. right? In order that I might gain Christ. And so there, there's also this when compared to anything Not just the brokenness of this world, but even if you're, even if you are a king, even if you have everything you could ever want, Mm -hmm. being with Christ is far better. Yeah. Um. And so that's our that's our hope, right? Like we should all long for heaven. Yeah. So I love the books of um Randy Alcorn. Oh yeah. Uh. I mean, he's he's in many ways he's built his ministry around this idea of heaven and Mm -hmm. how most Christians don't understand heaven and aren't actually excited about heaven, yeah and and so if you've ne- if you've never read them just i mean go on amazon randy alcorn he has several books but mm-hmm. it i mean they all uh help with this increased joy and expectation and excitement yeah that yeah he, he he says we were made for that place
1: yeah and and to that point you know just as kind of like a last thing to touch on Verse 27, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. That Greek word uh, for life, um, it's the same word that politics actually comes from. Um, And it's like this citizenship kind of word. Um, And so there's like a little footnote. uh, The the Greek here is like behave as citizens worthy of the gospel of Christ. And to what I said earlier about... uh philippi being a roman colony citizenship was a very important topic to them you know uh they weren't from rome but uh because of you know their their situation they had all the benefits of being a roman citizen you know they had some like political immunity they had all these sort of you know tax you know all all these benefits and so i love that in light of all this um and kind of that eternal perspective that we're talking about paul is saying this is your citizenship mm-hmm. live a life worthy of this citizenship or appropriate you know that that looks like and feels like and smells like your true citizenship yeah
0: and let that shape everything i love that Yeah, so he, he, good. he says the same thing at the end of chapter three which we'll we'll see too yeah, yeah i love it
1: yeah i love it well for the great jordan coughlin this is will Carlyle. we'll see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm